dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Welcome back to my corner of the Dementia Researcher blogs. Does the title of this blog seem weird? I hope not. It's something I've been pondering on in recent weeks. Firstly, let me start by saying thanks to anyone who reached out to me on the back of my last blog about spending some time in hospital. I'm happy to report I've been out for about a month now, maybe a month and a half, and I'm continuing to do well. This has resulted in me going back to work and resuming my duties. One of those duties, finishing off writing a paper. This in turn got me thinking about the whole process of how we publish new scientific data. There's a general pipeline that all researchers follow. Step one, you come up with a hypothesis to put to the test. It helps if this is based on previous findings or ideas. Don't just go with something mental and baseless. Nobody's going to fund that. Step two, you then design experiments to test that hypothesis, conduct them and analyse the data. In step three, if you generate interesting and novel, which is a word I particularly hate, but seems to get used a lot in science. If you generate interesting data, you select a suitable target journal and draft findings into a scientific publication. In step four, you then send your shiny new manuscript off to the peer review gods and pray they don't immediately rip it to shreds, thus destroying your hypothesis and dreams. Every step of the process is complex, but for me, step four is the biggest minefield. I have a lot of control over steps one to three. If experiments don't work as planned, I can react and change tact accordingly. My hypothesis can evolve. It can be fluid. So many research projects go down completely unexpected branches off the back of bad results. Peer review, however, is completely out of your hands. For those of you who aren't sure, this is what happens. If you send your draft to a journal, you're essentially saying, I think this study is of significant interest to your readers for you to publish it. The editor of the journal has first refusal on whether they agree and think it could be of interest. They will usually give it a quick skim and either say no thanks, try somewhere else, or they'll send it to peer review. If it goes to peer review, the editor then finds two or three researchers that work in a similar field to the one your study is based in. So for example, if you work on cell-based model of Alzheimer's, the editor will invite people who also work in that field to review your paper. If a reviewer accepts, their job is to go through your draft with a fine-tooth comb. They scrutinise your data to see if it's tight and coherent. They analyse the draft as a story, i.e. does it tell us anything new and interesting? And they also check things like the quality of writing and data presentation. Ultimately, they have to answer one question. Have you presented enough interesting, exciting and useful data to justify the publication of your work? Then they've got four options. Option one is to accept the paper with no corrections required the perfect and rarest of scenarios. Option two is to accept it subject to minor tweaks. This is actually a great result as well. You just need to tweak some of the wording or adjust some of the data figures. Option three, accept subject to major revisions. There's something cool here, but you need more data. So this means going back to the lab. Or option four, reject. And I think reviewers are overzealous with this one. So it sounds like a rigorous system, right? In theory, it is. But after nine years of research, I can see the flaws. It can be better. Let's start with that last point, my opinion on paper rejections. On multiple occasions, I've had papers rejected by reviewers. This is common for any researcher. What's annoying, though, is how often the feedback you receive is either unhelpful or it questions their decision. The reviewer has to give a reason for the rejection, and I've had quite a few rejections where they've gone, you are missing this data or that experiment to back up your claims, and I've read them and thought, I do have that data, I just didn't include it. At this point, there's nothing you can do. The paper's been rejected. Can we all agree to do one thing in peer review, please? 
Start swapping rejections for major corrections. They might already have the data you thought was missing, so please give them the chance to present it. On top of that, can we stop normalizing the idea that you have to find corrections to suggest? It's okay to accept with no corrections if the paper is that good. Corrections for the sake of corrections are pointless. Secondly, reviewers don't get paid any extra to be part of the process. Most reviewers do a great job, but I've had some that have clearly not read the paper and just rejected it based on a skim read. Fortunately, on those occasions, the editor has stepped in, but I can bet that hundreds of interesting papers get rejected every month because the reviewer has no incentive to do the job properly. It takes quite a long time, and I understand why anyone would prioritise tasks that pay the bills. This can make the process long, arduous, and ultimately unrewarding when you wait months just to have your paper rejected with minimal feedback. Journals charge a fortune for subscriptions, publication fees, etc. Why do they expect their reviewers to work for free? Share the load, guys. I could keep listing issues with peer review, but I think I'll finish on perhaps the most worrying. I'll call it competitive judgment. It's not too common, but it does happen. It's when a reviewer gets a paper, sees it as a competitor to their work, and rejects it so they can get theirs out first. I've heard a few researchers say we sent our paper to Journal X, it got rejected, and a few months later a very similar paper was published. This needs to be addressed. Science should be 100% transparent. It's not a competition. We're here to benefit people from our ideas and discoveries. Peer review may be the best system we have at the moment. Doesn't mean we cannot improve it. It's 2022. Maybe it's time we peer reviewed peer review. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.